What's the easiest choice you can make? Window instead of middle seat? Picking a vendor who sends a great gift basket? Outsourcing business tasks you hate? What about selling with Shopify? Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage, all the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage? Shopify is there to help you grow. Whether you're selling scented soap or offering outdoor outfits, Shopify helps you sell. Wherever and whatever you're selling, Shopify's got you covered. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash try. Go to shopify.com slash try now to grow your business, no matter what stage you're in. Shopify.com slash try. January 5th, 2024. I am Agile Pearl. It's time to get in the weeds. A wonderful Friday to wrap us up from an otherwise very busy schedule. Jeremy Lambert is here. He has not slept in about 48 hours, but he's here and he's going to give me a quick hello. How are you? And then we'll get to our guest who is with us this morning. Hello. How are you, Joel Pearl? We made it through the week. Well, not quite yet, but we're, we're close to making it through the week. That's true. And we will make it through the week starting with uh, a returning guest. We're very excited to welcome him back on the show this Saturday. That's tomorrow if you're watching us live, January 6th at 2300 Arena. It's MLW, Kings of Coliseum. The national openweight title is on the line. The champion joins us now ahead of his death match, Taipei death match against Akira. Ricky Shane Page returns to the program. Good morning. Yo, hello. How you doing, Ricky? We appreciate I'm you great. joining us. We, I feel like we just talked sleep. like two months ago. It hadn't been that long. Hopefully you get some sleep. <laughs> oh, it, you know, Japan, Wrestle Kingdom and everything. Just, I've been to one of those. Yeah, it's uh, well, okay. What was your experience like uh, over there? Then? Uh, uh, in 2019, this is the first time I went to Japan. And it was around Wrestle Kingdom time. And I got to go watch as a fan. And it was awesome. Okay, hold Did on. Did you know? I got I got to do this um, because you've already mentioned Japan. I usually do a deep dive on Instagram and I try to find a, a little something for y'all to, to look at and tell me about. This is perfect. There it is. <laughs> there it is. Talk to me. I mean, this was your first time learning how to use chopsticks properly. Are you still using them? And what's your sushi of choice? So this is not actually in Japan, which is funny. Um, uh, I love sushi, but what's really funny is I don't like fish. So I only eat vegan sushi. <laughs> so the first time I ever had sushi um, was in Japan with Zack Sabre Jr. Actually, um, who's vegan. And he was like, uh, order, you know, I'll order some sashimi and stuff for you to try. But like, you should try some of the veggie stuff, too, which I did. And I liked it much better. So that actually that picture is from a place here in Cleveland. That's like a vegan sushi place. Um, I'm pretty good at using chopsticks. I like force myself to learn how to use them because uh when i was there i just thought it was respectful so um they would offer me forks and stuff all the time and i was like no no i'm good i'll, I'll, I'll try so i'm pretty good i have chopsticks at the house now and uh, i know how to say them in japanese hashi that. oh i gotta ask anybody who has been to japan did you go to ribera and if so do you have a review um i do it's okay 
That's um, that's, that's the, part of the course. Yes, it's, that, that's... It, it's more of the experience of it. And um, like I went to the original one, like the one that everybody goes to is like the second one. Um, mm. There's two. So the original one is just like a bar with like eight or nine seats. And I, the, the first time I went to Japan, actually, I went with Andy Williams, um, uh, Butcher. And uh, we went to the original um, Rivera and sat like where like, you know, Hogan and Andre the Giant sat and stuff like that. And, uh, <laughs> and um, yeah, I've been it's cool. Mr. Danger is way better. If you ever get to go to Mr. Danger, go to Mr. Danger. It's the best steak I've ever had like anywhere ever. I think that's the consensus is, is Mr. Danger. Robert always gets the, eh, okay, experience good. But then everyone, when I ask, you know, okay, where do you have to go to actually get a good steak over there? I uh, think Mr. I Danger. Mean, anywhere. I mean, the food there is amazing. But just as far as wrestling steak-themed places, uh, <laughs> I would say Mr. Danger takes the cake. Plus, Matsunaga's there, you know, ripping your steak up and uh, cooking it for you and bringing it out to you. It's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, let's let's get into this weekend MLW Kings of Coliseum. It's on Saturday. It's on Triller TV or formerly Fight TV. A Taipei yeah. Death Match, Ricky. What what are we doing? I know you're a Death Match guy. I yeah. I I had no issues with Death Matches. I can't take them in big. If it's like a, a lot of them, it's a little mm-hmm. tough for me. Not gonna lie. But yeah. if it's one on the card, I'm good with it. What are we doing with this uh, Taipei? I mean, listen, Taipei death in the uh, in the ECW arena is legendary. You know, that's where the first one happened with Ian Rotten and Axel. And uh, I'm really excited to just be able to do that there and have that history. And and it's just cool. It's just for me as a fan, I love DCW. And uh, I worked for Ian Rotten. I did the IWA Mid-South. So, again, it's just it's just a very cool um fan moment for me to be able to do Taipei in in the arena uh and then I just um yeah I did my I did a no rope barbed wire match last weekend so I'm kind of getting back in the swing of things as far as death matches go I uh made a little announcement that I'm gonna um start doing them again a few there's about 10 guys in the world I'll do it with like full-on old school like how I used to do it and then um yeah and, I, and I'm running my own uh my own tournament next year as well so yeah it's Death matches are theme seems to be a theme that's coming back into my life right now. I yeah, was going to ask about your 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 tweet that you made. You want to do the the tournament? Um, yes. I know it seems. I don't know if you have full on plans for this, but yes. What I what do. kind of plans do you have uh, going around right now? Um, I have uh, a tentative date. I have tentative talent. Um, I just need to lock down a few things before I can start announcing stuff. It's it'll happen in like the first half of neck of this year rather and um in the midwest uh you can't do we can't do death matches in ohio because the athletic commission not supposed to people do it anyways and could possibly get us in trouble you know and and ruin wrestling for everybody in ohio but um yeah so i'm looking at surrounding states and things like that and uh i'm going big like it's not just going to be some little deathmatch tournament like when people start seeing the card and start seeing what i have planned if, if even if half of what i have planned happens it'll still be the best deathmatch tournament ever yeah i want to i know you said you're talking to talent you have talent in mind you're booking talent anyone you can tease or is there anyone that historically you wish you could have brought in from say the past um i can't i don't have i won't say any names but i will say this um, it's not going to be your typical lot of wrestlers that do that style. 
I'll just go that. I'll say that it'll okay. it'll have those people for sure, but there's going to be some surprises. There's going to be some people that you're like, what? And uh, that's that's my goal. It's to just I want I want wrestling to be exciting and people sometimes they just get too wrapped up in the Twitter and all the bull and all the crap and they're they're too worried about who's having sex with who and like I don't care I just want to I just want to have a cool show and do cool wrestling so that's that's my plan that's all I'm doing. Akira is no stranger to to death matches either. He literally just that's all he's wrestled in 2024 and now here he comes. Uh, to 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 do this with you? Have you talked to him about? I know you guys are not on the best terms, but like, are, are you are you are you prepared? Have you have you have ideas of what's going to happen this Saturday? Taking on another person who he's he's literally all he's done is wrestle death matches this year. Yeah, I mean, listen, Akira. You know, he was just a regular wrestler at one point, just some kid from Indiana, and then he decided to get crazy and and. And look how far it's taken him. You know, I'll give him that. I'll, I'll I'll give him the respect there. Like, he does work hard. He grinds. Um, he's in Japan. I don't know if he's back yet. I try not to keep too much track of Akira. Uh, <laughs> but yeah, like he's an he's he's a he's a crazy person. He's an insane man. Uh, he has put himself through some stuff, and you know. But there's more lessons to be learned, and uh, um, I guess I'm the one that's got to teach him. Now, a Taipei death match, when I think about that, I think about uh, glass specifically taped to your fists. Is this something that we're looking to do? Is this something we want to do? I know all, all bets are off, but let's go. What, what are we going to do with a Taipei oh, death match? Oh, 100% Taipei death match is glass taped to your fists. And I'm going to take that tape and uh, with covered glass, and I'm going to punch Akira in the face. Pretty, pretty simple when it comes to Taipei death matches. I've been in a few. Uh, I wrestled. I wrestled uh, the Ma- Madman Pondo in a Taipei Death Match on a Wednesday night in Nitro, West Virginia, in two thousand and seven. <laughs> is this something you would teach in your seminars? I know this is something you're talking about doing in the future as seminars, and you want to get out there as a seminar as a seminar giver. Would this be something that you're going to talk about? Oh, hundred percent. I mean, I think that there's a lot of people that want to do death matches and get into hardcore wrestling and there's no one really showing people what to do and how to do it the right way. So I will 1000% do a hardcore wrestling seminar. Like I would do that in a second. I mean, I can just do regular wrestling seminars, um, <laughs> which I actually just did for beyond wrestling at their school um, this past week. And it was a blast. I had a really good time. I really like training people. Um, it's something that I think I'm pretty good at. And um, yeah, it's just, I would love to do hardcore wrestling seminars. Actually, now you're saying that that's actually a really good idea just because people don't know how to do it right. They don't, they really don't. And, and, and they just might get hurt, which is even crazier, you know, cause there is a, there's a trick to that. So, and some people don't know the trick. So uh, I would love to do that. That sounds amazing. The, the trick is stay still. And so when you get stabbed with glass, it doesn't spurt everywhere. And then David Arquette is freaking out. And then we have a whole ordeal. Well, I mean, come on. he was in scream. You think he's going to be able to handle getting hit with a bundle? I, that's, that's what people I don't understand is like David Arquette does all his movies. And all of a sudden he sees this and he's freaking out by it. It's like, dude, weren't you in this movie? Shouldn't you be prepared for this? Yeah. Kind but of like stuff? that's people get weird when it's like real life. Like, 
Like when you're like, oh, it's just light tubes, and these guys are doing a wrestling thing. It's like, no, that's really glass. Well, you could actually get hurt. And then once that happens, people are like, oh, <laughs> oh, okay, I didn't realize it was like this. Hey, listen, even it even happens to David Arquette, who's a great guy, by the way. I was on a show with him before. Super nice. I David Arquette pals with uh, R.J. City. Oh, yes. we, we love R.J. City here. Oh. He was on. He was on an Alpha One show uh, in Canada one time, and uh, it was great. Alpha One's coming back. Have you uh, talked with Ethan about oh. working Alpha One? I will be on all the Alpha One shows. We talked about oh. that last time Ricky joined us. Yeah, I only. I, I've only ever my missed. Memory's not great. I've only ever missed a few Alpha One shows, and it was because I was out of the country. I actually ran one of the Alpha One shows because Ethan Page wasn't there. <laughs> So I was like the one who talked to the wrestlers and like ran the back and made sure the, uh, the the show actually happened. He wasn't even there. He's like that. That's how much he trusts me in alpha one and stuff like that. So it, no, I will as much as I can be, I will be there. What, when you're running a show like that, like what's the, what's the vibe? Like how, how are you feeling? Are you like stressed out? If you're running a show, are you like, what's a, what's a show day like for Ricky? If he's running the run in the game. Um, for me personally, it's, very nerve wracking is because I want to make sure everything is perfect. And, and I have a hard time letting other people do that. Like, and like le- me like delegating and letting go. Cause like, if I do it, I know it's going to be done the way I want. So it's very stressful for me. And also, but it's something I've been learning. I have to delegate. I have to give people things to do. I have to trust that like my team is going to be able to do it. And that's something that I've been learning, you know, in the past couple of years, to be honest. Um, Everything that I would say that I take when I run shows, I learned from Ethan Page. Um, his formats, the way he writes the, the shows out, just the way he talks to everybody, the, the flow, just very hands-on. Um, I, I've taken that and, and added my own stuff to it. And between Alpha One, Ethan Page, and watching um, Mike Quackenbush run Chikara, I took a lot of stuff from that and then and, and, uh, use that to run shows and just as long as you're prepared for everything and you have an answer, like things go pretty smooth, you know, because things are going to come up. Things are going to inevitably go wrong. That's just the way it is. But as long as you just kind of stay calm. But I, I'll tell you this. I love it. I thrive in it. I really do enjoy it. Like I enjoy running shows. I, run, I enjoy booking things. I enjoy, uh, you know, agenting matches, which I've been doing a lot of at MLW. It's been really 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 cool and rewarding i was gonna ask i think you did mention last time you you'd agent some matches you definitely mentioned raven told you to shut up and just yes. be happy when you were complaining about things i think you mentioned agenting and i know sammy callahan is coming back in and court ballard mentioned that callahan's going to be doing some agenting as well and what what is that like being at mlw and doing agenting with stuff and, and talking to people and then also callahan's return to also kind of do some of that backstage um, it's been great. I mean, it kind of happens to me naturally anyways. Like people always come to me and talk and ask about their matches and stuff. So it's nice to get, you know, paid for it now and, 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 uh, have everybody know that it's like actually my job. So it, it comes with some responsibility, obviously, because in like, you know, those matches that I agent, they feel like they're my matches and, and I have, they have to be good. So when they're not, I get annoyed by my, you know, with myself being like, okay, I could have done this said this whatever to make that go a little smoother um 
it's again, it's an invaluable lesson that I'm getting, like basically going to college for wrestling and being able to learn from core Bauer, who, you know, who's done a lot of cool stuff in wrestling, a lot of cool stuff. So it's really, really cool. And then getting Sammy, I mean, I've known Sammy since, Oh God, when I mean Sammy 2006, I think say Ohio, Ohio boys. Yeah. I met Sammy when he was like a rookie, basically like fresh out to school. Still, his name was Cannonball Sammy, Sammy Callahan. Like it's, I've known Sammy forever, almost 20 years now. So, and he is so smart when it comes to wrestling. Like Re- Revolver is so cool. Like I don't think people realize how cool Revolver is and it's because of Sammy. And uh, so having him at MLW is going to be great. He's just a good mind for it. And like has great ideas and he has great ideas for other people. And, and I think that's the benchmark of a good, you know, agent producer backstage person. This is just, when you have better ideas for other people than yourself, then you should probably work backstage. And that's that's what happens with me. Like, I have way better ideas for other people than I do myself. <laughs> well, you mentioned Sammy Callahan. You talked about Wrestling Revolver. Let's talk about riches equals death. Killer yes. Kelly, Alex Cologne, yourself, and, oh, God, Steve Macklin. How Steve Macklin. Together, and why them, and why Steve Macklin, and, God, Macklin's just a bum. Anyway, why them? Why, why not? Um... Mac's awesome. I don't think I think he gets kind of that oh he's a WWE guy thing, but really, dude, he he's the man. When I I I when I tweeted I was gonna do my death match tournament, he like quote tweeted and was like, hmm. And it's like, dude, because he probably legitimately was like, I could do that. He's a badass. I love Macklin. Good brother. Uh, but you know, sometimes you just get that reputation of being a WWE guy because you're good at your job. Because sometimes you just need them them guys that are really good that can have those good matches. And Steve's one of those guys. Um, and plus, like I said, he's just a nice dude. And plus, Killer Kelly, great. Her new gimmick she's doing is awesome. Everybody loves it slash hates it. And, like, she's doing it to perfection. Uh, Alex Cologne, I mean, underrated wrestler in general. I've known Alex forever, almost as long as I've known Sammy. So, And he's one of the best deathmatch wrestlers of all time. So... It's a random pairing or grouping for sure. It doesn't seem like it would fit, but when we're out there together and we're doing stuff, it works and it feel it has like a special feel to it. And like I'm really excited about the future of Red. Really, honestly, I am. Steve Macklin is great. Don't let this guy that, that way. Don't let no. him whatever he has to say. Will you, Joel? If Macklin wants to be on this deathmatch tournament, you can be in it, and you can finally face Macklin. Maybe I'll we, we do this. Yeah, I'll use my avatar, Sean Rossap. He'll he'll come and do it. <laughs> Brother, Sean Rossap's going to be begging for a book, and I know that guy. Hold on, <laughs> let's go up in the chat. Yeah, we can pull it up. Yeah, he literally. There it is. There it is. <laughs> See, exactly, brother. He's always angling for something, old Sean Rossap. I know him. We know what we're doing here. Listen, I'll see Macklin this next weekend in Vegas at Hard to Kill. And then he and I, I will we'll hash out our details, our problems. I hope he Listen, I'll, you tell him, I'll tell him you're coming, all right? Me and, me and Steve are good. I'll tell him you're, you're going to hash it out. Just be, be careful. He's a big brother. He knows where to find me. It's all right. <laughs> I'm just saying, Mac's big, man. People don't, people don't realize that. Mac, Macklin's a big brother. Listen, I send <laughs> congratulations to him because his, his fantastic wife, Deanna Perrazzo, got signed to AEW. That's great. I said, congratulations. Go. I'll see you in Vegas. And he just gave me a, a thumbs up. Right? I'm, sure, <laughs> I'm sure he'll be happy with that. He, uh, want to talk about a man who loves his wife? That's Steve Macklin right there. So, That's yeah. fair. Yeah. <laughs> I look forward to Macklin slicing with a light tube, Joel. That's that's what's going to happen. Oh, 
Ricky, if you ever see Joel, you can punch him in the face too. Just anybody who appears on the show, they just have full rights to just punch him in the face. No, we don't need to get anybody else involved. Just good. Move on. No, we're all good with everything. All right. You know what? Because of this, because we've done it before and because you liked it, let's do partner promo punch in the face, Ricky Shane Page. Oh, yeah, dude. I forgot about this. Yeah, yeah. Please, please. (laughs) We're going to use great. We're going to use your, your red partners, Killer oh. Kelly, Alex Colon, and Steve Macklin, Ricky Shane Page, partner promo, punch in the face. Um, I'm going to – I'm going to promo on Kelly because that's funny. I'm going to partner with Mac because he's big. And I'm going to punch Alex Colon in the face because sometimes – we got to do deathmatch stuff and the deathmatch boys just got to wrestle each other sometimes. And, and hit in some of my best deathmatches I've ever had with Alex. So that's what I'll do. We'll go there. Okay. I like it. I like it. I'll take it. Oh, Ricky. Thank you for joining us this morning. Really, really appreciate it. Good luck this weekend. It's MLW Kings of Coliseum Saturday, January 6th. Make sure I get my times correct here. Uh, Trailer TV, fight TV, fight plus. Uh, It's all, it's all the same thing. But you can find it there. Ricky Shane Page will be defending the MLW National Openweight Championship against Akira in a Taipei deathmatch. They're going to dip their hands into real glass and then punch each other in the face. And it's going to be MLW's putting on some good shows. I'm, I'm looking forward to we uh, are to we really are Saturday. We've been really looking forward to like it. these shows have been awesome and, and and they've been really fun to be a part of. And like the production's so good, just everything. Like, you got, give MLW a shot. I Not like that it's one shot. <laughs> uh, I should, should I do it? Okay, let's see. Ricky, know. you did face you, you faced uh, at the the last show MLW mm-hmm. uh, the 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 tag team title match yes. MLW one shot. So this weekend though, Ricky, it's not one shot. But if you had one shot, one moment, one opportunity, one opportunity to Monster. seize everything you ever wanted, yeah, would you capture it or let it slip? Um, yeah. I mean, I don't, I'm too big to be called B-Rabbit. I can tell you that. <laughs> <laughs> I would never let an opportunity slip because I love spaghetti. So. There you go. Man. See? It's not vomited all over your sweater either. Nope. Uh, I would never wear spaghetti like that. <laughs> Shout out RSP, the first guy to actually get it right as you started the gimmick. Oh, I knew exactly, Did, yes. what, I knew no, exactly Rich, what you were doing. Richard. Oh, Holliday Rocky Romero Rocky was completely Romero. confused. Richard Holiday was. I think Richard. I think Richard was just selling me a little bit, but Holiday did didn't get it at first. But Bro, oh, Romero, nothing past me. When it comes to <laughs> movies, when it comes to movies, literally nothing. I. Uh, we play this game. I don't want to waste all your guys' time, but we play this game in the car where people say a movie and then I say what year it came out and I can usually get it within two years and I can say who was in it. <laughs> I'm like a weird savant when it, cause I've just, I used to watch movies a lot when I was a kid. Are we about to oh. play this game? You can oh, play it. Yeah, can wanna, okay. Go all right. Let's, let's throw out. Give me, throw give out, me a right. movie. I'll, I'll use an older movie. I'll use okay. an older movie. Okay. Porky's. Porky's. Oh, yeah. 83. 81. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I'm not sure about. Oh God, what's that guy's name in it? Those, those that's hard to get people's names. That was in the 70s, yeah, or in the early early 80s. But yeah, yeah, uh, 81. So yeah, Porky's. Yeah, I've seen Porky's for sure. Keep going. Listen, I'll do this all day. <laughs> I don't even know if I can do this. I did this for seven hours driving to Atlantic City, New Jersey, one time, and the, and the, all the people in the car could not get me. Good <laughs> lord, Dead Poet Society. Dead Poet Society. I want to say 94. 1989. 
89 is that old? Wow. wow oh, look at Joel. Fuck, right off rip, too. I was talking. <laughs> <laughs> That's what happens when you're friends with Steve Macklin. It just everything goes down. 89? Wow, that's shocking to me. I thought it was late. Give me another one. I need one more. I need to redeem myself. Uh, Spaceballs. Spaceballs. That's 88. Right? I should uh, look up my, myself very quickly. Uh, 87. Yeah, See, close. Okay, okay. Well, I'm like, man, got me. <laughs> now I'm gonna have to watch it. Ah. Uh, I'll give you. I'll, I'll give you one more. Listen, that punch promo or partner. I'll play those games all day. All right. Hey, it's a good way to kill time in the car. Hell yeah! Oh, I love it. Oh, uh, Ricky, let everybody know where where they can find you at. At Ricky Shane Page on everything. I, I, uh, I'm not too whatever. Do what you got to do. I'm not uh, gonna <laughs> beg for followers. But uh, if you know, and watch, I'll say this: watch MLW, follow MLW, please watch the pay per view this weekend. It's gonna be great. Me and Akira in a Taipei death match. And when I announce stuff for my death match tournament, please come. Uh, that's <laughs> please come. What happened? That's yeah, please come. That's it. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome back. There we go. Oh no! I don't know. I don't know what happens. I was Sorry. just I was just plugging stuff and I don't know what happened. The Ohio Commission got you and they're like, "You ain't running that Dude, shit here, buddy." Listen, brother, they're always trying to get me. Where did you guys hear? Uh, you started, started the deathmatch tournament, and then it was. I then. said, "I said, come to the deathmatch tournament and pl- when when I announce it, please come to it." That that's all I yeah. said. And then yeah. Ohio cut you off. Ohio Dude, Ohio, like, listen, nope. brother, we just got the internet a couple weeks ago. All right. <laughs> <laughs> that's yes. actually true that's that sounds about right <laughs> and again check out kings of coliseum mlw puts it on the saturday january 6th it's going to be on thriller tv or thriller tv if you're richard holiday uh type a death match it's akira versus ricky page for the mlw national openweight championship ricky shane page thank you so much for hanging out with us this morning no problem thanks guys thank thanks, you ricky. tell Have jody i weekend. said hi we will. Jody's actually going to be with us on Wednesday. Oh, is she? she I, got I an saw e- that she was going to be on. She's the best. She's so good. But yeah, she's wonderful. Yeah. yeah. She, I got an email at, at midnight, being like, "That nah, we're going to change it, so it's ah. Wednesday now." <laughs> Anyways, have a good one, guys. Thank, Thank you. you, Ricky. Bye. Good luck this weekend. Have fun getting punched and punching people with glass. hundred oh, yeah. percent. That's what I do every weekend. <laughs> <laughs> Take care. Have a good weekend. Bye. Bye. Oh, uh, Ricky Shane Page is great. I. Yeah. He's one of our. We've had a few repeat guests, I feel, but yeah, like yeah, we've had Vinny Pacifico a couple times. Vinny, yeah. Uh, who else? Vinny's just a, a ran- Vinny will just randomly appear. Yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> trying to think of uh, was Jock James? Was he? No, we've only had Jock once. Jock I don't think we've with- had as many. I don't think we've had as many repeat guests as like I think we have because I'm also like thinking Spotlight as well because like Cole. Cole's probably been on this show. Oh yeah, Cole's been on twice. Once. Yeah, yeah, he's been on twice. Yeah, he's, but he's in then... spotlight, and he's on every month. It, it, it seems. Um, but Ricky, Ricky was very close together. We just talked to him in like November, ahead of the previous MLW show. Um, but yeah, oh, Ricky, Ricky's very fun. I, I love that. It, I don't, don't fully love it, but you pop so much with the partner promo punch that it's honestly a little upsetting. Why are you trying to get yourself killed by Steve Macklin, though, Joel? Whatever. I'll see him next weekend. We'll hash it out. <laughs> what are you, what are you doing? I'm, I'm trying to get you this deathmatch booking. How do you think you're doing a deathmatch? Awful. Awful. <laughs> I don't I think I'm doing anything. Ask, ask. You know what? Ask Sean Ross Sapp. I am very not coordinated when it comes to this stuff. I am uncoordinated. <laughs> I'm a good Jeremy. I'm a good talker. I'm a good host. I am not a good wrestler. We'll put it like that. I, I, I wrestled in high school, but like, yeah, not no, not like not 
professional wrestling. I get to like gym wrestling, you know, um, mm-hmm. but yeah, not, no, not anymore. Do you, could you get smacked? Would you take a light tube to the head? No, what may, mm, if it's, if it's the, the work like tubes, you know, the ones with the, the dust sucked out of it properly. Mm. And yes, I would maybe consider it. Okay. Can we do that on the show? Not on the show. Someone's Why? Gotta, we got to kick content out no, of it. Tell you what. Yeah, listen. So we'll do it somewhere else. I'm getting messages now from the anonymous ITW general manager saying <laughs> you're going to work yourself into a death. <laughs> I'm not getting hit with a light tube, folks. That's, I'll do a lot of bits. I'll do a lot of. You got you to gotta donate a lot of super chat money. You want to see me get hit with a light tube. Okay. I get I Bishop. Bishop. Bishop doesn't live too far away. Green doesn't live too far away. And they want to come down here and we get the proper funds to do this, then sure, we'll get it. I'm not going to have my, <laughs> she is literally messaging no amount of money. <laughs> Listen, $5,000. I'll do a light tube spot. 30 eggs in one light tube. <laughs> <laughs> hey, by the way, sorry, we're, we're already, because we get, whenever we have a guest right at the top, I don't get to do this, but uh, leave a thumbs up on the video, of course, and subscribe to us here at Fightful Overbooked, because we're on our way to 15,000 subscribers. Jeremy's too busy popping himself to do the thumbs up with the fireworks, <laughs> so that's good stuff. And of course, you can donate a super chat, any amount, get your question or statement right on the air, and it supports us here at Fightful Overbooked, so I can pay people like our new shorts editor, who uh, we put up a short today day from the uh, the kip sabian interview that that uh, our guy cookie guy did a wonderful job on so those will be coming out slowly not slowly but more more and more with the channel so we want y'all to interact with that and share them as well but yeah your super chats will help us pay those wonderful people okay all right one hour is how long you got to do it <laughs> oh let's go you don't even get a full show you get one hour in the show and yes we um we we had planned and we had promoted to have Jody Thread on the show today at eleven forty a.m. We're not anymore. We actually she got bumped, not be not by me. Uh, I got an email from TNA. Apologies at, to Matt Damon. Yes, apologies to Matt Damon. Uh, and yes, I got an email from TNA at like eleven forty five. I was asleep. I had woken up to the email, and uh, they said, "Hey, we got to bump Jody to next Wednesday." So next Wednesday, really, I, I'll tell you now. Uh, the plan is that we are looking at a TNA week. So uh, get get excited for that. We'll we'll announce Monday's guest soon. We're we're showing up a couple of details on Monday. Yeah. On Monday, we'll announce the the guest. Now we'll we'll maybe during the weekend once things are sent out and set up, we will say who is scheduled. We're very excited for uh, for this interview. So we'll have uh, some TNA talent for Monday tentatively and for Wednesday, at least definitely according to TNA, who sent me the email with the new time and new date so we'll be looking forward to that instead you you just get us for the next hour and a half i'm so sorry jeremy is for making his wife happy right so jeremy's for the people when the money comes in yeah yeah i I can't say uh you know five thousand dollars over the course of a week and that would be pretty impressive though honestly if if y'all did five thousand over a week i'd strongly you see me winking? Yeah, I see your attempt. Yeah. Strongly consider it. Let's see. $5,000? Yeah. In a week? Yeah. All right. I know some people we can call for that money. Uh, let's let's talk. By the way, so let's, let's start with this. Jeremy Lambert, I was right. I was mostly right. 
about what? a lot of things. The, remember, everyone was like, oh, my God, the big announcement for the Peacock show. Maybe it's the TNA thing. And I was like, no, it's probably just a live event slash pay-per-view announcement. It wasn't SummerSlam, but it was Money in the Bank. And they're going to be doing a weekend of WWE programming. They'll have SmackDown, Money in the Bank, and NXT Heatwave in Toronto in my wonderful beautiful town hometown not hometown but place i live now and uh looking forward to that that's in july and unfortunately sean's probably also going to be there so i am useless at that point so i was right kind of uh congratulations thank you no upward inflection just say congratulations congratulations but you're still doing that upward inflection Congratulations. Nope, still doing it. this is this is like pulling teeth for you, isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> All right, let's 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 talk about people, it. People I saw people got mad at uh oh the 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 big announcement is just money in the bank. People get well, mad over big announcements. Nowadays. Who was First of all, to those people I asked, were you watching the Peacock special? Were you planning on watching the Peacock special? Was this announcement going to make you want to watch the Peacock special more? Just like Jeremy talking about Rock and Roman in Australia and why, from a media standpoint, it doesn't work. It's the same idea here on a different scale. It's still media related. It's still related to where their product airs. So for me, it was like, yeah, it's probably just going to be a, a major like show announcements. And it was, and it's not going to be like a raw is moving to Peacock because that news probably would have already gotten out. That would have already been like, they would have leaked it to uh, people or whoever variety, whatever trade they want. But instead, no, it was, it was money in the bank. And I was like, first of all, for me, it's easy to be excited because it's, it's where I live, but you know, for others, it's, it's a big deal because money, in the bank is a fun show and NXT hasn't done like a super major market in a little while. So uh, attached to a WWE weekend specifically. So this is a good opportunity for everyone and I can get my interview with Joe Gacy live. I hope that happens for you. It's the only thing I want. It's the only thing I want. I do agree that like, I don't know if weaponized is the right word, but like we we put so much onto these announcements. And look, sometimes I think they can do a better job with the wording and everything. Is, is it a big announcement? Yes, it is kind of big. Um, you know, it's it's big for the Toronto market, sure. But when I looked at this for this announcement, I didn't think you were going to get this big deal on a WWE draft special on, on Peacock. Like it doesn't seem like that. Uh, like you're going to get a big deal off of that. I, I I thought it just might be, I thought it might be an event. I, it's, and that's honestly what it turned out to be. It turned out to be money in the bank. I thought it might be an event or a match. And it just turned, it turned out to be money in the bank. And it's like, okay, that's, that's cool. And they, the fact that they announced it earlier in the day, actually funnier because the people who are online, I know people got mad at Sean of like, oh, this isn't it. What are you talking about? Blah, 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 blah. But it's actually funnier that Triple H just went ahead and announced it earlier in the day. It's like, hey, if you're going to tune in to, for this big announcement, we already just announced it. So like, if you want to tune in, cool. If you don't, you're not really missing anything. So like it's it's fine. It's okay. I thought it was funnier. We gotta we gotta stop. We got we gotta stop like caring what these announcements are. 
honestly. Like we we got to. And then I say that, and now any announcement, of course, we're going to talk about and tease. But what's it going to be? Speculate and all of this stuff. Oh, Who's the biggest part of the problem? Who is the biggest signing in TNA history? That's not actually that at all because it's not what Scott said. No, you're right. Listen, it is a bit about tempering expectations. And it's also, this is why, again, on our show, we sit here and we're like pie in the sky and our realistic expectation. And we kind of say that something in the middle is there and don't set your hopes too high. You know, if, if Jeff Valley Driver were here, he would remind us the thing that I always forget. Uh, speculate, don't expect. Yeah, that's the one. I like this yeah. bit where I never remember what Jeff says. Uh, Louis saying, too much Toronto. We need events in a city that doesn't get it very often like Chicago. <laughs> He's right. New Japan's going to Chicago. Yeah, Windy City Riot's coming back. That's pretty good. You think CM Punk's going to debut at New Japan Pro Wrestling's Windy City Riot? That'd be funny. They're running <laughs> Wintrust, though. Like They got to they gotta have something to run that show. Like, AEW is is doing like 5000 there which is like fine but that's a building that can hold up to 10 like you want to you want it to be a pretty strong strong showing here um it feels like they got to have something if they're running wind trust i mean how much did the pyramid hold 4000 so yeah you're right they got a lot to but also those venues you can scale them you can you can. They ran. They they got two thousand last time they ran in Chicago, which was technically it was Moxley and Osprey one. It was twenty twenty two, the last Windy City riot. It, up to, upwards to ten thousand. Like they got to be expecting at least five if they're running this building. Well, listen, New Japan's new Ohio Ace is already in. He's ready. His name is Nick Nemeth. And he will sell out the Wintrust Arena, and and I'm sure Matt Riddle and Tanahashi will also be a match that happens at Battle. Riddle and Tanahashi. Yeah, I don't know if I don't know if uh, I don't know when Riddle and Tanahashi is uh, going to take place. Battle in the Valley makes some sense. Yeah, I don't. I don't sense. see Riddle running. Well, I mean, I could see him running to Japan. I don't see it being on the uh, on a card in Japan randomly until the summer. Nah, he said. Yeah, he said he wants to wrestle in Japan. They got the uh, um, New Beginning show in February. That's a possibility. That's uh, Osprey's last New Japan match that was announced uh, this morning. That was in a that's gonna be a cage match too. United Empire against Bullet Club, first cage match in front of fans in New Japan history. It'd be something. Yeah, I'm looking forward to that. There's a lot of stuff that uh, New Japan kind of reset and redid, uh, including giving their president the television champion. That rolled. <laughs> that did rule. And I love that. I just saw the, the article that dropped with Naito saying maybe Tanahashi should retire and be, can work focus on the presidency. <laughs> Naito also rules. He does. Dude, bl- bless, bless Naito. Yeah, I wrote that article at like 5 a.m. this morning. Just now posted it. Schedule, everybody. You can schedule stuff. So it makes it seem like you're working. When you're not. Bless Tetsuya Naito. Okay? Here's why. He wins this title. IWGP World Heavyweight Championship. Great match against Sonata. Main event, Wrestle Kingdom. Crowd was so, so into it. Still got it. Tetsuya Naito still got it. Still that dude in New Japan. Wins. Works Dash the next night. Doesn't even work main event. Doesn't even work co-main event. Shirt back on. Just going through uh, Tranquillo Naito, just not bumping, chilling, 
Like, yeah, I'm good. Back in the small building now. Sonata's like, let's do one more match, brother. And Naito's just like, nah. Just leaves. Just doesn't answer him or anything. Naito rules so, so much, man. He really, really does. He is, he is a work smarter, not harder person in Japan. And he works in these interviews as well. Like him saying like, yeah, Tanahashi should retire, focus on uh, the presidency. Like there, there's the famous stories of Naito, like taking journalists out or like getting taken out uh, by journalists and stuff. And like them paying for everything. And Naito just like ordering just a bunch of shit and then just like leaving and really sticking them with the bill and stuff. So many good Naito stories uh, over there in Japan. Dude's a worker. Gotta yeah. love him. Got to go watch uh, Naito and Sonata though. If you've not seen it, that's a that's a top tier match. Uh, not quite as good as uh, Brian Danielson and Kazuchika Okada, but still a really good match. Yeah, I've got to catch up on Wrestle Kingdom. I caught up on Sleep instead. So this is this What's that is like? I couldn't tell you. Uh, having a toddler is tough work, but uh, he goes back to school on Monday, so that's all that matters. We've had yes. him for two weeks at home, and I am. I'm wired. I'm caffeine. Twenty. I've had twelve kids for two weeks at home, Joel. You don't see me complaining. It's different. It's different. It is. You you keep them busy, and and, and God bless your wife. She's wonderful at also keeping them busy. But like you know, you, th- this isn't a cop out. This is this is not me me making fun or anything. But like one benefit that older or kids of older parents have, or Kid. Are you calling us old? <laughs> yeah, sorry. Parents of older kids have is that you can, if they're gamers or if they're in a bit, like the, the focus is different, they can use a video game console. They can watch TV. They can play outside sometimes uh, on. Uh, Not here. It's snowing here. Well, that, that's your problem. That's well, it's, it's here. Anyway, that's Ohio. My point is we can't do that with a 21 month old. I have to have my eyes on him at all times or else he climbs things he's not supposed to climb. Just stick him in the fridge, and then you know where he's at the whole time. He would do that. He would love it. He'd probably giggle his little ass off, and then we'd leave. Yeah, yeah. Just, just stick him, stick him there. Like, he'll be all right. It's fine. He'll be good. Anyway, let's uh, let's focus on the wrestling. Let's talk about dynamite. Oh, we've been talking. About, we're talking about New Japan just because I watched it and you did it. I'm a professional. I covering, got not sleeping, not sleeping for the love of the game over here, Joel. I am the only parent to suffer. I want people to know this. Send me your money so I can get my kid through college. I Go. told you, just give him some vodka. That doesn't you listen to college. Me. That keeps him out of it. Don't listen to me. Yeah, I need a. Yeah, harness. get get one of those like baby uh, yeah. harnesses. Can I tell you? So, in in our building, people have like a community drop zone in like our our condos community where like old stuff they don't need or just like stuff they're getting rid of they leave it in an area somebody left one of those like kennels slash like just metal cages that you would put a dog in to train them for sleeping and stuff they left it there and i was like i wonder i thought about it for a minute i thought about getting it and setting it up because i know that the kid would like it but i also know that then people would call certain services on us and we'd have a problem so i'd have to document the entire thing i'd have to document i had to go into like go into the area and be like oh this looks fun and then of course the internet would be like this is totally fake he, he this is staged and i'll be like no it's not staged the whole way through i'd have to be like 
I found it. Look, the kid loves it. He's building it with me. Look, he's going into the thing. Look, he wants to sleep here tonight. I'm not going to stop him. I mean, I'd have to stop him, but the point well, is... I don't, I I don't want to hear about your... Just because you have a 21-month-old kid who apparently you have to keep an eye on all the time for reasons. I don't want to hear that. When, again, I got 12 kids, and I got a cat who is the the most famous cat in the world... And she leaves gifts. I put that in quotes because I know this cat is listening to this show. And I ain't happy with these gifts at 5 a.m. in the morning, at 6 a.m. in the morning, all day, all throughout the day. I got to keep an eye on this friggin' cat so I, I don't see where she leaves her gifts, Joel. That's way tougher than your kid who might climb something or also might throw up. This cat and this kid, same thing. <laughs> 5,000 for light tube, 6,000 for Joel's parenting. Hell in a cell. <laughs> Let's go. It's not a big cage. It, felt, it, it was collapsed, so I don't know how big it was. Anyway, uh, let's, let's, let's talk about this cat in a cage, and then it can't go anywhere, and then I, I don't have to deal with the gifts. Get better gifts. Despite all his rage, Jeremy's cat still belongs in a cage. That's a who who used to do that promo. I'm bop bop and I'm in a rage. I want bop bop and I want him in a cage. I don't know. That sounds like a terrible promo, though. Who was that? I want to suss them out and <laughs> cuss them out. I don't know if I did. I think someone like dubbed it with music and stuff. I don't think it quite went like that, but the music part is always stuck in my head, not the actual promo. So seems bad. Yeah. Let's not let that. Anyway, uh, Dynamite. Dynamite happened. Dynamite was very good. Dynamite was very good in a vacuum. There were certain things I loved and certain things I didn't love. And I think we need to talk wow. about it. Why are you a hater? I am a hater. I, I've already been called a hater in the chat. Why do you hate AEW, Joel? I, I hate it because they ain't it. Is that is that it? No. Ain't elite wrestling? Is that what you are calling them? Ain't elite <laughs> Well, no, because uh, Hangman Page came back. So at least one member of the elite is back in all elite wrestling. And by the way, that was fantastic. Him coming in House of Fire uh, just to cut off Matt Menard and, uh, uh, and, and Renee Paquette and just be like, I will beat anyone's ass, including yours. And then walking back. It was good. And then coming out at the very end of the show. Uh, Why was he so late part. to work? Well, you know, that's, that's typically what happens with, with Hangman, with, with Cowboys. When they're out the doing Cowboys the horse got stuck at the light. Yeah, exactly. that's fair. Exactly. You can, and you got to you got to yeah to make sure that it goes. So, uh, yeah, it was it was a very strong episode of Dynamite. I do mention that it is in a vacuum because one of the things that I that we often talk about, and I think this is this is criticism that exists, and I don't think it's bad. It's that sometimes an episode of Dynamite feels more like a super indie card that's booked than a storyline progressing show throughout the months and that's not the entire show there are bits and pieces of that show so before y'all start getting weird uh, about it it was a fun episode i did enjoy it i enjoyed watching it there are certain things that i came out with being like wait why did we do this and i think of other ways that we can do it no it's not always going to fly with the audience and it's not always going to be someone's cup of tea so i will say these are always objective takes sorry subjective takes on things that already happened on a television program. My takes are objective. I am right about everything. But uh, what did you, besides the entire show, what did you hate? The entire the most? show. 
about this show. I like the Deanna Perrazzo de- de- debut. I think that Mariah May had a very, very strong match. I'd love to watch it on YouTube. You can't find it. <laughs> <laughs> Is it not up? No, I tweeted about this yesterday. Of the, It's there, but it's under the, the title for Deanna Perrazzo's big debut is oh they changed it oh look at that i get shit done around here joel i get shit done this is why you need a job with aew uh as much as they take from me you think they pay me a little something people are like oh jeremy must be on the aew take brother they've fixed enough stuff that i've suggested that they should be paying me okay um so yesterday the the uh the title for this video was shit tour yes it was like lights camera action mariah may's a debut against queen amanada and it was highlights it was like the end of the match and then it was the whole post-match promo and it was the whole diana's debut and everything and i was like why is that diana's debut video so i tweeted i was like i think aw's gotten done better with their youtube but one thing that they could do a little bit better is like, this is the, the video for Deanna's debut. Maybe like do separate videos or change the title. Cause this, the title of Deanna Perrazzo's debut video, not having Deanna Perrazzo on there is probably not the best optics. It's not, it's not great. So they have now changed it to no, they don't. They don't give a shit about that. They used to they used to not give a shit. And I saw the few times they've they've tried it, but also like the AEW way of doing things is like very well, I mean it's really all wrestling. It's like as it airs, it's out there. It's up to you to not, you know, spoil it for yourself if you're watching later. Basically, stay off social media if you're not watching now. The new title for the video is the Virtuosa Diana Perrazzo plays spoiler for Mariah May's in ring debut it does not have the exclamation points which they have in literally every single video look at any title on these aew videos exclamation point fucking exclamation point apologies for my language every single video so it goes to show that they did change it but they're not happy about it they're not happy that i called them out on it and they were like in protest we will not have the exclamation point wow so Deanna, Deanna has officially signed with the AEW. She has made her debut in New Jersey, as she should. I think that was good timing. That didn't. That was the thing that was, I was thinking. I was like, oh, they're in Jersey. And this is like the perfect place if Deanna's going to land to debut her. Because that's what you do. You want a big pop. You want people who know that you're from Jersey. Or you tell them that it works. So I, I did enjoy it. And now the, the big question is, does this last? Does she... Because she she announced that she's going after Tony Storm and going after the AW Women's Championship. If and when that match happens, what happens afterwards? We've seen so many women come into AEW, come in, challenge for a title, and then back of the line or never to be seen again. I think someone mentioned Taya Valkyrie recently. It's a very good point. Now she's on AEW programming, working with the, the Renegade Twins. Okay. You know, there are little things that it takes a lot of time for some people to kind of resurface. And I'm hoping that someone like Deanna bucks that trend. And if if it is Mercedes Monet who joins next up for the for the women's division, that's another person that I hope bucks that trend. 
But now you got to also worry about Diana and whatever position they put her in. If someone like Mercedes Monet is going to join all of the wrestling as well. So I like the match. I think Queen Aminata and Mariah May had a really strong match. Mariah May beat the shit out of that woman and she sold it like death. And I thought it was good stuff. Uh, and then the, the promo was good from, from both of them. So uh, that was, that was good. I was a big fan of that stuff. I like the debut. I like uh, the match between Mariah May and uh, Queen Amanada. I I said it yesterday on Spotlight. I hope that this is not a Diana has the match, loses, where is she going to go from here type of thing because they, they do that. Usually when they do that, it's in the TBS. Uh, like when Athena came in, it was Cargill. When Taya came in, also Cargill. Um, I guess a little bit of, of Statlander as well. So I, I hope because... If you come in and you go after the title and you don't win the title because AEW is so focused on titles, especially in the women's division, it goes to, oh, where do you go from here type of thing? Uh, This is where AEW has to prove that they can do other stuff that is not centric to the title. And I I will say, I think they are, they've done a better job of doing this. And based on the upcoming car, especially tonight on, on rampage, they will continue to do a better job of doing this. So I will, I will have some, some faith that if Deanna wins or loses the title, uh, it will not just be, okay, we don't really have anything for you. We did your stuff with the title. Now I'm looking forward to what, what Deanna actually looks like in AEW. I'm, I'm sure it'll be good, but like, uh, yeah, I'm looking forward to her. It's fresh matches, right? Like, she kind of done everything in impact. So it was like, all right, she can still have good matches, but what else is there for her to really do in impact now? Like you get some really fresh matches for her. And like, she was, she was a character on, on impact. She was a virtuosa. It's a different level in AEW Cause it's more eyes on you. It's more just, it's different talent around you. It's a different pace. It's a different style. So how does that all go? Uh, in AEW, and by the way, I think it's going to go fine. I got full faith in Diana Perrazzo, but you know, it, it's just it's it's just different, and I'm looking forward to seeing how she adapts to all of that. And let's face it, Diana Perrazzo is not booking Diana Perrazzo, so that's that's really the major the major concern is as typically is, and it's as gender non specific. It's how are you booked once you come in, once you make your no pun intended impact in AEW. What happens after that first initial? big moments that big shining moments uh we're gonna uh, let's just talk right about this now darby allen and kenosuke Takeshita have a fantastic match and Takeshita gets the win back and now they're gonna do next week they've challenged uh it's Takeshita and hobbs versus sting and darby for aw homecoming dynamite at daily's place which i think is a great match that you can put together my only fear is that Darby's just going to get his win back and pin Takeshita, and then we're back to square one. I hope I'm wrong, but I just there, there's that looming cloud of like Sting and Darby have a tag match. Don Callis said, you know, you're you're undefeated, Sting, ever since you started here in AW. We're going to be the number one. Well, that makes me start thinking. Like, I don't think we're going there. I think you have to keep Sting undefeated going into his final match at Revolution. So who takes the fall? Is it Takeshita being pinned by Darby, and then we're fifty fifty, or? Hobbs gets pinned, but who, why would you pin Hobbs? He's, he's big, powerful dude. So that's, that's my big question. Or Hobbs pinning Darby is another one someone said, but I don't know. That That's like my one concern was I'm glad that they're doing the tag match. I wonder how they're going to run that finish. 
I would have Hobbs pin Darby. I know they like to do the Stings undefeated. We're going to keep Sting strong and all of this stuff. I get that. Does it, if he's not going after the title, does it really matter that, that he is, has this undefeated record? You tout it, but then you don't actually do anything with it as far as like, okay, he's undefeated. Are they challenging for the tag titles? Is Sting challenging for the world title? By the way, run some Samoa Joe and Sting. I'm all for that. Like, they're not going after these titles. So who really cares if they're they're undefeated? Um, Sting's not even undefeated in singles. He's, he hasn't wrestled a singles match. Literally every match he's been in has been with Darby Allin. That's right, that's so he's, true. Yeah, he's, he's not undefeated in singles at all. Um, so I, I don't think the undefeated thing actually matters that much. It, but it is something they like to point out. Tony certainly likes to point it out. I just, I wouldn't put too much stock into it. I would have Hobbs beat Darby and then, you know, Darby loses. Who cares? Darby's going to lose. He's he's fine. He's protected. He's good. He's going to Everest. He's going, man, he's going, he's going to Everest. I, I understand what you're saying though, of like, okay, you got this big win for Takeshka. Now you do a tag team match. Conventional, conventional wisdom says Darby and Sting are going to win because Darby and Sting always win. And so what does the, the singles victory for Takeshka prove if they're just going to lose back in a tag team match? It's still a good win for Takeshka, but we've seen him get good wins. And then the follow-up has been what it's been with him. You know, this was a good getting back on track for him, but you got to continue. You, I, what, what do we all at least what I always say. What I say. You can do moments. You can do good moments. You can do good moments and matches and stuff. But how do you follow up that moment to actually make it mean something and not just almost a fan service clap of like, you want us to book Takeshka strong? Here's a great match against Darby where he wins. And then he's, he's going to team with Hobbs and lose in a tag team match next week. All right. You gave us that moment, but you got to give us more than the moment really we're arguing about something that may or may not happen anyway right put Hobbs over Darby fucking have Hobbs beat Sting so I don't actually hate the idea of Hobbs pinning Darby if that means Takeshi and Hobbs say we want the tag titles because we've now beaten like we're we're winning and now they can start at least building towards a tag title program or putting themselves in contention that would be fine with me but uh we'll see what happens where where it goes again the match with Darby and Takeshi great match i hope it i hope whatever story that they're working on plays out well they have a few months until sting's retirement match at revolution we still don't know what it is or where it's going or who it could be against that's still a big like who knows and that's not a bad thing uh again i would have loved to have started this you know as early as last month when they announced it and start building to some story the the concern is always chris jericho (laughs) here's your story joel here's your story the story is the story Hobbs and Takeshka lose, Sting and Darby win. Big celebration. Where are they at? Daly's place, right? Right. Hangman's back, right? Daly's place. Hangman's back. Kenny, best wishes. Probably not coming back anytime soon. Super kick pate. We get the the young bucks return to confront Sting and Darby because they're dicks now. We talked about this. We have talked about this. 
and it's I don't good. these conversations. Well, it's good. No, what I'm saying, this is something we talked about, and it's a good idea, and it's something I wouldn't hate at all. Um, yeah, no, that's fine by me. Why not? Why not have the young dicks do it? The dick bucks. You're frozen, so it's great. Um, why Solvo brings up a comment and says, "This is why I don't mind how the titles in AEW. When you have all these talent, you just got to have something for them to all fight for." I disagree with this statement, and I'll tell you why. Just like the Continental Classic, if you tell me that half of your field is based, almost half of your field is going to join the finals, I'm not as invested. When you have so many championships, it feels like it feels like a participation trophy. And I think a good example of this, and hopefully Jeremy can at least hear me, is the four-way that they ran where Trent got number one contendership for the Continental Championship, and he's going to take on Eddie Kingston. Why, why Trent? What is, other than I won a match, and now it's just me solo, so hi. Uh, why, why would it be Trent? Why does that work? Why wouldn't you have someone like, I don't know, Brody King, who beat Eddie Kingston in the first round, to come out and be like, I'm going to beat your ass again. Let's do that. I would love to see a Brody King versus Eddie Kingston Connell Classic or Connell Championship match where the, you make that title mean more than putting Trent up for the title because he won a, a really good four-way. This is kind of the thing that I've been saying is when you have so many titles, it often takes away from the importance of other titles. The one thing that they could have done or could do, and maybe they will, is that had Max won the uh, the AW World Championship, or had he had he retained, you could have had the Continental Classic title take over as the main while MJF walked off for a little while and got you know healed up. Instead, you got the Continental Classic Championship as like third from the top because it's 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 important, but it's not as important. Is it the fan favorite title? Eddie Kingston was very heavily cheered as he should have been, but it just felt like we're doing Trent's there. That's good enough. Uh, now it's going to be Eddie and Trent. It doesn't, it doesn't speak to me enough because they're going to do this match uh, on collision. It feels like Miro is going to be the next challenger. Hi, Jeremy, you're back. I lost power, Joel. The oh, really? power. When That's out. impressive. Yeah. Too many Not kids with damn screens. Yeah, too many and these kids, all these 12 kids messing with all their screens. The whole power went out on me. That's impressive. Uh, what I was trying to talk about, what I was trying to say, or what I did say, was I didn't like that Trent is the first challenger for the Continental Championship. Yeah, in this case, I am, because I the, we talked about this. How important is the Continental Championship coming out of this tournament? Because why this was it started with why Solable talking about this is why he's okay with having so many championships in AEW because everyone kind of gets a shot at their title. Well, no, that's not to me how wrestling should be. It should be everyone's going after the world championship. It shouldn't be we're all vying for just a belt. What does the belt mean? Is it important? Is it not? Putting a title on someone doesn't mean anything if the title doesn't mean anything. Eddie Kingston winning the Continental Championship made sense, but now it's just becoming the the guy who's very popular holding three belts. <laughs> It does. There's no meaning behind the title, and now Trent going after it, who is a perennial loser in championship matches. Let's face it. Why he won a four way? Great, good for him. But the four way was full of people that also are not common winners on the program. Brian Cage, the uh, Kingo, and uh, sorry, Trent and Brian Keith. These are people who are not lighting the world on fire in AEW. Why are they going after Eddie? Why are they getting the Continental Classic Championship match? Why isn't 
Someone like Brody King, I said, going after Eddie, me like, I beat your ass first. So I should be first in line. Let Brody King tear through Brian Keith. Have those two have a good match and then get Brody versus Eddie for the title. I think, and as you came back is what I said, because they're going to run the, the title match on collision. I wouldn't be shocked to see Miro come out and challenge for it next. Eddie and Miro. Miro and Eddie had a great match at All Out 2021. Uh, I'd love to see them. Was run that was that the back. replacement match, wasn't it? Miro replacing somebody, or what was that? When Miro was injured, or was that a different match? Mm, that no, I'm pretty sure that was that was the old redeem these nuts match. <laughs> oh yeah, that's right. Yeah. I was like, I think I'm thinking of uh, Miro replacing someone in a full gear tournament. That was Brian when Brian and Eddie faced. Uh, I don't think. No, no, no. They brought Miro in for like one random match on a pay per view. Yeah, I think think he replaced. Yeah, I don't remember who he replaced in that, but I know what you are talking about. But no, Miro and Eddie was was always booked for that show. Um, yeah, I I understand what you're saying with the with the titles. Okay, here we go. Let's just do a four way contender match. Trent wins. Tony loves Trent. Oh, he's made this no secret. He loves Trent. He does. Uh, um eddie and trent will be a good match but if you're just gonna have a title to just book contender matches to book championship matches like all right i'd i'd like a little bit more but this is sort of this this is uh, honestly i'm okay with it in AEW terms because because i don't think they're as strong with the kind of the weekly episodic television and the stories of, of this. So they're going this route to just give great matches with stakes. And then you go from there. So I'm, I'm kind of okay with it. I mean, orange Cassidy is sort of doing the same thing. It's like, Hey guys talking orange Cassidy. Like, All right. So you want a shot at the title? Orange Cassidy is basically doing a, an opposite of an open challenge. He feels like he is always be cha- being challenged. So he's just doing these matches. I'm okay with that. I do agree with you, by the way, that, and this is what they do strongly in the the G1 of like, hey, if you lost to somebody in the G1, that's the dude that you're probably facing uh, in in like, uh, you're putting the briefcase on the line against them. So Brody beat Eddie. Eddie got his win back against Danielson because he beat him in the the league finals. Like that I can, can, you don't have to have Danielson go after Eddie. But Brody beat Eddie. So yeah, Brody should be like, on this title, dude. And maybe they will. Maybe that's the, the setup for collision. You know, let's not get too far ahead of ourselves and be mad about right. things that have or have not happened yet. And so I maybe that's think, the setup for collision. Yeah, and I do think they're going to run that. And I do think that that's a good idea because it's such an easy match to run and it's such a good match you can do. So that's fine. For me, it was just like, why the four-way? Why Trent? Like, what are we, other than Tony love loves Trent. It just sometimes that's that's the ex- simplest explanation. What is Tony Khan like? He likes Aki, Trent. All right, Aki's razor. Tony's razor, right there. <laughs> just anyway. uh, let's talk about the opening segment. This is what the thumbnail is all about. Undisputed Kingdom have arrived. Is it has arrived or have arrived? You're the grammar guy. I'm not. Uh, I ask my wife on these things. I always look at it as if if it's one entity. So yes. it would be has arrived. Okay. Yeah, it wasn't Grammarly didn't tell me otherwise, but then I looked at it and I was like, didn't it be have a anyway? But now we're getting into semantics. That's what we do on this show. If it's not research, it's semantics. Adam Cole comes out, he's got his walking boot and his one 
very nice Jordan on. Uh, he's the only guy wearing a, a different color other than black on his foot. Everyone else is wearing black boots. Good for them. Uh, and then he's flanked by his new Undisputed Kingdom, Matt Taven, Mike Bennett, Wardlow, and Roddy Strong, who's got his mustache game on. Did, what happened? What November came and went, and now it's January, and now you got the mustache growers. They're, they're in full force. Him and Adam Page? Let's go. Anyway, uh, I, I wanted to pop you and you didn't jump and laugh. It's okay. So, Sorry. <laughs> Adam Cole comes out and uh, tries to explain what this group is. I'm trying, to, I'm trying to pick my words carefully. I didn't Why? hate it. I didn't hate it. What I didn't like Strongly was, disliked it. No, no, I wouldn't even go that far. I, I do appreciate that they tried to explain certain things. What I don't appreciate is trying to explain why Cole spent so much time in Roddy's backyard doing shit for Roddy and getting annoyed with him, only to then recruit them for the devil angle. While he was trying to call MJF and MJF was trying to call out, was that was that Adam Cole being like, I got frustrated, but I was still with my friends. Is it a blind thing, like a, a blind uh, to the reality thing? There's one thing, one one idea. Uh, Wardlow, given that look, I know a lot of people talked about it. It feels like they're going to do a Wardlow turn sooner than later. That makes it hard to invest in a group like that. But again, this group has a lot a lot of storytelling ahead of them, I hope. It just felt like the first time they ran this promo through whoever, it was like, yeah, we're good enough, but what if we could do it better? There was no what if we can do it better. Uh, I want your thoughts on it because it's 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 okay, but there are still some holes in there. I kind of lived without the Wardlow thing just because – I two reasons. One, I ain't got much interest in Wardlow and Samoa Joe. Uh, I, I've seen that. It was okay – but then they kept kind of doing it. Hobbs was involved. It wasn't much for me. I, I just, when I look at the contenders for Samoa Joe, I'm excited for like Swerve. I'm excited for Hangman Page. Like those are the matches I'm excited for Samoa Joe. Ward though, not excited. They've cooled them off too much for me to where I just don't, I don't care about Ward though to that, that level. Maybe they can get me there, but Adam Cole saying he's going to go after the world title. When he wins, he's going to hand it to me. And then Wardlow just being like, yeah, no, definitely not, buddy. And that just makes me, all right, what are we, why are we working together then? Is Wardlow just going to hang around because he sees these guys as, hey, these guys are my meal ticket to the world title. And then once I win, I'm not going to give it to Adam Cole. I'm going to turn on them. But then Adam Cole is like, oh, why does he need Wardlow? to do all of this. I think it makes Wardlow look kind of stupid. Um, it's that part wasn't for me. It did feel a little firmish of like, here's this guy. He's going after this title. Here's this guy. He's going to go after this title. And this is not their fault, but Adam Cole can't walk. And when you got this big, bad leader and he's just sitting there on this chair and like, you can chicken shit heal him though. You can do they that. Did, yeah. And they did that because I love the one. This is the one thing I did love was at the end of that promo when you, when you've got, you know, gun club and you've got uh, bang, bang gang, sorry, bang, bang gang. And you got uh, the acclaimed all in the ring and you've got medical surrounding Adam Cole. And they're like, Nope, can't touch him. No, nope, can't touch him. I like that. That was good. Chicken shit heal. Yeah. That part w- was good. Um, 
it, it is just unfortunate that Adam Cole is on this ankle, this bum ankle, and he's got to sit there and deliver these promos, and he doesn't. And then he's got to like delicately get out of the ring as people come. It's like, oh man, this this the, the, it doesn't look great. It just it's unfortunate because I like Adam Cole. I think he's great as a heel, and I do look. I do look forward to what he once he gets healthy, what this run like really looks like. It wasn't my favorite promo of all time. I liked that the acclaimed had an issue. I liked that. Uh, I liked that Bullet Club had an issue. Um, oh, I don't understand history jokes, Ryan. Sorry. History enthusiasts. I don't know who FDR is. Is that Dax Dax Harwood Cash Wheeler? FDR, yes, right? exactly who it is. Yeah, Franklin Dax Roosevelt. Oh, okay. Hell yeah, now this would rule. Actually, you treat it like the X Men. I'm for that. Now, him like limping. That's that's where they're missing it. I think is him like doing the limp with the crutch and stuff. That's what takes me out of it. If he goes full wheelchair the whole time and he's like pushed around by Wardlow, no, we then, did that. And then you got. We did that. What? We did it. We did that with Roddy Strong. We can't. We can't do that again. We just did it with Roddy, and then Roddy pushed the wheelchair off the thing, and he's like, "We're done with this. Can't do that with Cole." Now Roddy's in the same the same group. Now you work. can, because then Wardlow pushes the wheelchair, and Wardlow's like the little bitch the entire time, and then he has a reason to be mad about this stuff. So I do appreciate. And and I don't maybe it's not appreciate, but I do. Um, no, I'll say I appreciate that Wardlow his his character here while it is being the heavy for another smaller guy like he was with mjf he did it with with he did it really well with with cole getting him out of the ring when we everything we talked about bang bang gang and the acclaim and like rushing him to his corner to protect him what's the meal ticket here for wardlow because if adam cole's saying is, is this like wardlow's redemption after all is wardlow the one that actually turns babyface and we do the batista you know, thumbs up, thumbs down world title thing. That is kind of the way it's feeling for me right now is that he's going to come out. He's maybe, I don't know if he wins the, the world title, but let's say he does for whatever reason. And then they do, they give it to me, Wardlow. And Wardlow's like, no, they do a whole ceremony, a big process. And then that's it. Wardlow's out of the group, but he's baby faced on the way out. They got to do some work to get Wardlow. They do to that level. Yeah. And I don't think you're doing that off of the Samoa Joe run, by the way. Like they gotta they gotta work to get uh Wardlow to that level. And that's why I, I didn't like care for the line here. Just you could say Wardlow's going after the title, Wardlow's going after everything he is owed that MJF did not appreciate about him. You don't have to say, and then he's gonna hand it over to me. You don't have to say that. Don't put that line in there at all. And this is a better promo. Yeah, they definitely have some, not retconning, but they have some explaining to do when it comes to that line because it did kind of take a lot of people out, including myself, for just being like, what are we doing? What, what, why? Why is he doing this? We just, he just joined your group. So you better have something for him that's not just your Adam Cole's heavy, like you were MJF's heavy. And anything you do is at the behest of your, your keeper. You know, you're not, you're not kill switchosaurus. This is different. You don't wear that mask. You you took that mask off, so uh, we'll see. I I just 
I like that it was there. I like that they, they they tried to do the explanation. I don't love that they're like, we're going after titles because we've been there before. And again, like I'm going after the international championship. I'm like, well, that title doesn't mean a lot right now anyway. Uh, I think DeFelice had mentioned, you know, oh, wh- that they're going to save the TNT title for Kyle O'Reilly. And I was like, no, no, no. Kyle O'Reilly, Kyle O'Reilly is too young for that TNT title. They're going to put it on Big Dick Bob Fish, bring him back, and his 150-year-old ass going to beat Adam Copeland. Oh man, if Big Dick Bob comes back, it's over. It's over for everybody in AEW. Completely over. Done. He's going to win the world title. Bob Fish and, and Samoa Joe? Oh, that's the match you want to see. It's great match. You want to talk about Taipei death matches. That's the one. <laughs> I don't need that. No, just let them let go in there and have a shoot fight against each other. Oh, blood sports. Yeah. My God, I'm down for that. Great match. Now, the, the title thing, that's where the AEW can feel like it has a title problem. Just go after these titles. You don't got to be like, Word, th- he's going to go after this title. Why? Why didn't he just go after it? Why do you have to say, like, it's this title? Why, why didn't he want to go after Eddie Kingston? Why doesn't he want to go after the world? Just go after it. Like, I understand the whole mission statement of, like, you want to tell what everybody is going you don't have to tell these things all the time just go do it i like this stuff with mjf i liked adam cole's explanation of like why he set up mjf in the way that he did but like the whole mission statement of like here's this guy he's gonna go out again very big firm vibes on that and that didn't go too well just like just go after this stuff it's okay well we will get that when they act when we see like oh hey look Roderick Strong, for some reason, is going after Orange Cassidy. Wonder what he wants. Oh, he wants the title. All right. I get it. I don't need to be like, he's going to go after this title. They should all have every title. There should be 20 people in in the Undisputed Kingdom. And they all should just go like, after titles. They should ignore the acclaimed. You know, the acclaimed came out and ran them off. They should just ignore it. Be like, nope. We never said we were going after the trios titles. So we don't want anything to do with you guys. Just they, just, face them. they just simply walk away. They do like a, 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 I don't know, a triangle six man, triangle trios match. That's a thing, right? Yeah. Triangle trios match. Yeah, with the acclaimed. A tornado six club. man. So, you know. Now, tornado six man is uh, three versus three, but they're all, they can all fight together. Yeah, that's what I thought we were going for. That'd be much no. more entertaining for me, at least. No, triangle is there's three teams of three. Oh, I see what you're doing. Yeah, okay. We yeah, that's interesting. Yeah, it's, so it's, it's, it's the acclaimed. Yeah, it's not it's nine people total. So it's the acclaimed, it's Bullet Club Gold, and it's uh the Undisputed Kingdom. And then the Undisputed Kingdom just like leave and be like, nah, we don't want these trios titles. This is not part of our mission statement. We 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 renounce our rights from this match. We we have cho- we choose to exclude ourselves from this narrative. And somehow the House of Black still walks out with the trios title. How did that happen? <laughs> oh man, those pink belts, man. That was that was a decision they made to never have those titles be defended again. <laughs> It's been a while for that. I'm glad the acclaim showed up like two yeah. weeks after like, we're going to find who attacked MJF. They found them. Finally. Were they job, crack they? detectives out here? Were, were they at world's end? Like, were they, were they just hanging out backstage and just, yeah, they were, they were in a pre-show match. Weren't they? 
they who cares either yeah they were no that was dynamite the week before wasn't it when, when oh, I don't showed up. yeah they were in a dark match on like dynamite. Yeah, right. you know what they yeah. should do this is why i miss bte because you could have easily done a bit where the acclaimed are backstage and they see the reveal and they're sitting in like their locker room or in catering and they're just like oh son of a bitch there they are should we go no no they're angry and then they just turn back to whatever they're eating and then it's back to the next segment with dark order. I don't know. That's the one thing about BT that I miss. <laughs> it got snarky. Just, Oh, I mean, it got snarky. It, it, it stayed snarky. Yeah. It was very snarky. Always. BT should get more flowers. Honestly, it was a good show. It was. And now we got being the dark order and, Anyway, uh, <laughs> I will. By the way, going back to Deanna, we we talked about this a little while ago. I wouldn't mind seeing Deanna and Britt work together. I know Britt's been back in Britt Baker's been back in the the news, or at least giving interviews and talking about what's potentially next for her. I wouldn't mind those two, at least if not feuding, then working together because they are clearly good friends, and it would make sense. And there's a built-in story that you could tell, and they have personal like photos that they could share from like, oh, you were at my wedding and. You were at my whatever party. Like there, there's, there's that personal element gets built in, and I like that. And Brent is a baby face, I believe. The last time we saw her, which was September, um, it was September. Was, that was also was that state college because she was at home. She had a hometown match. That's why she was she a baby faced face. Statlander in September. That's all I remember. That's I couldn't tell you where it was. Cage match will tell me, but go ahead. Pittsburgh is her hometown. She wasn't on the Pittsburgh show. Remember, I no, was complaining no. about that. But she's been off for a while. She's been off since September. Yes. No, I know that. It's not the point I'm making here. <laughs> Matches. Chris Dylander. Yes, State College. I was right. Okay. That was a hometown. That was her big, like, that's why she was a babyface, because they called this her hometown return, because she went to State. She wore she State College. She was a babyface before all of this. Mm, I wouldn't go that far, but anyway. <laughs> She was feuding with Soraya. She was the babyface in the Soraya feud. Was she? People were cheering for Soraya, I assume. The outcasts were the heels. Sure. They were. Oh, that was Carly, the whole thing. Carly Cameron, like, Carly Cameron is both coming onto and wielding branding knives. We still don't know if she killed QT Marshall. They should, honestly, they, they should do more slasher stuff in AEW. I'm for this. I'm I'm for just like murder on these shows. Buddy, do I have a show for you? It's called Total Nonstop Action Impact. I tried watching that last night. It was AJ Styles was on it. Samoa yeah. Joe, Kurt Angle. I didn't see any deaths. That's because you're not watching it from the, the good times. You're uh, watching it from the great times. I'm, I'm watching what I was watching the show. I tuned in to see the show and that's what I saw. That's all I've seen for the last few weeks. Nah, but let, let's do Let's do slasher stuff in the women's division. Okay. You want to take someone off television? Just like you show them and then they're, they're down. You just see legs and then we can do this in the men's division too. I don't care. And you just, and then you see the, just the trail of, of blood slasher. We need more horror in, in wrestling. Honestly, this is spooky. No, no, no. Like good, like good slasher horror. Not like that kind of horror. Like we need slasher stuff. Slasher <laughs> films are big, man. Low budget, but they, they make they make it all back because you know they're not paying anything for it. There's a good death scene. It's just like pro wrestling. You're right. Fair. 
I mean, I don't hate the idea. I just want them to be like, Harley Cameron's crazy, but how crazy is she? Tune in to find out when she hacks off somebody's head. Yeah. Only on AEW Rampage, live on TNT. The only place where we can get away with it. Look, if you're gonna if you're gonna bring this thing out, it's much like Drew McIntyre and the sword. If you got this stuff, just use it. That's okay. Just use it. The women's Texas Chainsaw Massacre title match. This is how we can get like Santana and Ortiz back involved as well. They got a history of like running over children and stuff. Like, it'd be fine. Yeah, it would work. Yeah, yeah. There you go. Like WWE loves their brand deals. Let's I'm go. I'm saying they should. They they had Chucky for a bunch of Halloween havocs. It did. They didn't do Chucky. enough with him yeah. either. What's that? They didn't do enough with him, like no. murdering people either. No, he was too busy coming on the Liv Morgan, and she was liking it. Well, mm. see, she gets it. Liv Morgan would be. I, I think that's one of her. She's talked about this. Like she she wants to be involved in like a slasher fit, flick. It's it's good stuff. It, no one no, no one has the 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 guts the gusto. To go for it though, just a good slasher angle, and I don't give a damn. I kind of caught myself. <laughs> it's funny because you froze as you said it, and then you caught it, so you didn't hear anything until you said it. I didn't freeze. I froze myself. I, the my feed did not freeze. That was my okay. I, I, I Arnold. I Schwarzenegger myself there, Mister Freeze reference. Um, I don't care about your who done it with your mystery attacks and things like, and you're, and you're, let me type on a keyboard and like pleasure working with you. Are you a hero? Click, 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 click. I don't care about that. I want who done it with murder, actual murder on the show. That's a real who done it. Stop taking me out of this wrestling with like Andrade's Andrade's contract has expired. QT Marshall's contract has expired kill off their characters like a real television show would do you want to write joey tribbiani off of uh days of our lives you push him down an elevator a real do some real murders in wrestling to write off their character i know impact you try you, you do it they did I, need, it. I i don't need it i don't need it in the the silly undead realm style i need it real slasher style although i really do wonder how they're gonna bring back the bunny <laughs> knowing that Hallie uh, was, I think she was flat out offed in, in impact. Yeah. Well, once they're dead, you can't bring them back that easily. Eric Young came back. He was, uh, they retcon that in the best way possible. Like, well, you thought I was dead, but they only stabbed me in the stomach. And if you stab someone in the stomach, they ain't going to bleed out. And I didn't bleed out. I got on my motorcycle and rode all the way through the halls of Nashville. Didn't even go to the hospital, just down I 90, whatever the the bunny could just be someone else. She just has darker hair. She's like, I'm not that person. I have no idea. What if she the gets seance back to life? Oh, yeah. You know? No, because the guy who does that is doing cocaine on a WA. Well, he can, um, I'm sure he's got some free time, you know? Like, I just, want a, I just want a good slasher angle in wrestling. I don't feel like I'm asking too much with this. Just give me a good slasher angle. And people are mentioning the BTE angle with Cole. Cole wasn't on a na- BTE didn't do that on a nationally televised program. They did it on a YouTube channel. They brought Cole back with the seance on BTE. That was funny. Pet Cemetery starring the bunny though. She would love that. She like she is a horror fanatic. If you want to get into that lore, she would be all over that. So uh, 
anyway, we we do hope Allie's well. She's fantastic. I'd love to see her back soon. Maybe she's the big signing for for Impact for TNA. There, I mean, we got Hammerstone, Hammerstone, Josh Alexander. That's a good match. That was random as hell. They dropped that at like 10 p.m. on a Wednesday. I was just like, I saw Josh drop the promo on his Twitter. And I was, and of course, Hammerstone had dropped a promo as well. And then Josh was like, You want to do this? Let's do this. And they dropped the promo. And I'm like, Are they doing this? And then like five minutes later, TNA's Twitter dropped the, the graphic. So Hammerstone and Josh Alexander at Hard to Kill makes sense. Hammerstone's probably going to lose, but at least it's going to be a really fun match between those two. What did you like about AEW, Joel? We talked about a lot that I liked. Again, I think the show in a vacuum had a lot of really good stuff. Takeshita and Darby was strong. Mariah May and Queen Aminata was strong. The, uh, the, the match with Strickland and Garcia was very strong. In ring, everything worked. Deanna making her debut the way she did, I think that worked. Hangman, the way that he came in, the way that he was House of Fire and he wanted to beat the shit out of everyone for what happened to him, I think that works. I do wonder what they're doing with Bang Bang Gang now because they're, it looks like they're almost baby-facing Jay White, which people want to cheer him anyway, but Jay White's a better heel to me than a face. But in this case, you're trying to get over the Undisputed Kingdom as your next big heel dastardly act. So I understand why they want to go after them, but if they do it right, then you can do Shades of Grey, which is something that a lot of wrestling companies are trying to experiment with and make happen. AEW sometimes struggles with that. I want to see them work that angle properly, especially with a guy like Jay White. Uh, the guns people hate. That's fine. That's that's perennial hatred. That's, that's fine. But what do you do with, with a guy like Jay White, who unfortunately uh, hasn't been hot since arguably before full gear? He went into the title match with everyone just being like, okay, because they did all the, the nonsense around it with the devil. When they announced the devil, when they brought in the devil and he took out Jay White on night one, it was kind of like, well, he just screwed his entire heat. So I look forward to how they play back Jay White because he is a good talent. He's fantastic. I hope they got a real plan with Daniel Garcia. Yes, that too. I do like that uh, you had Nana low blow Garcia after the match and it just keep the heat on swerve. That needs to keep going. Uh, but now, like you said, what do we do with Danny Garcia? I, I love Daniel Garcia as a performer. Uh, he's definitely shown that he is more than just, you know, great technical wrestler, Daniel Garcia, over the past year. He's gotten over. You can tell me he's in for a big 2024. He can tell me, like, you know, I want the opportunities. I want to do this. I want to do that. He continues to prove it on television. Yeah, uh, Will McClain mentioned the, the show, socials interview with Garcia and Renee. That, yeah, that's that's fantastic. I love the vignette that they aired with Garcia um, on Dynamite, you know, early in the show. And then the main event at the end of the show, they're using him, which is good, which is step one on there. But he can only lose so often and then get like a win and then continue to lose again before it gets a little old. So I hope they have like a real plan with him because I think there's a lot of, I think there's a lot of potential with him and Matt Menard with Menard being like that, that voice, that guide, that dad to him. But I also just think there's potential in whatever Daniel Garcia is going to do and just be a badass wrestler who can stand out on his own. So I, I hope they got a real plan with him and not just Daniel Garcia 
can do everything for us and have great matches and do great promos and is on the show, but just is kind of a, a loser who you're going to cheer for until we kind of give him a win. And then what's next? There are 12 titles that he can go for. That's very true. But actually this is brings me to my next point. If you do something with Danny Garcia, you've got a year to build him to make him the favorite in next year's continental classic, assuming, well, they've already said, you know, we're going to do it again next year. He could be the the guy that they want. His redemption angle could be can be that title tournament. Could be getting the match against whoever's holding that title. And I'm I'm seeing, you know, Gabe Kidd challenging Eddie Kingston for Battle in the Valley. And that's not official yet, but Gabe Kidd did, you know, after New Year Dash say that he wanted Kingston. And he doesn't even want the Continental Classic. He doesn't want the, the Continental title. He's like, I just want the New Japan Strong title. So I'm assuming after Eddie wins on collision, they announce the match. Uh, maybe they might just announce it before that. Like, I'm hoping that if they're smart, Tony and uh, Rocky and whoever's just making those decisions said, like, just wait, please, like, just do it after Saturday or have Gabe Kidd or Eddie Kingston announce to the crowd, do something on TV to make the match official. And, you know, Battle of the Valley is already going to have, you know, a couple of AW talent on it, isn't it? Moxley and Shingo in yeah, the ODQ match yeah. and Okada and Osprey is the headlining belt. So you can easily cross promote in a respectful way because your talent's going to be there. I would like them to at least have Eddie get the win over Trent and I guess then we're going to set up the Gabe Kid match. And that's fine because then it's next week. So why not make that a thing? I don't know if they're going to set it up at all. New Japan just likes to roll out these announcements at 1 a.m. <laughs> our time and just be like, here's the card. Like, all right, thanks. Thanks, guys. Appreciate that. The setup, like the setup has happened. They've confronted each other at like Lone Star. Maybe it was a different show, Fighting Spirit Unleashed. Uh, sorry, my memory's not good with this stuff. But they've confronted each other before. And now Gabe Kid has issued the challenge. Usually if a challenge is issued in New Japan, it's it's happening. Like the, they'll make it official, but they they're good about and really all wrestling companies have gotten better about this WWE for the longest time. There's a challenge. Then is it going to happen? I don't know. But now nowadays, like if a challenge comes out, it typically means, okay, this match is official. Do you think that Gabe kid should sit at the bar? Should he sit? Anyway, I'm trying to make a head of the table reference for the rock. Well, that's, you know, that wasn't a challenge. That was a tease. Joel, there's a difference. That's right. Yeah. Yeah. Well, what about CM Punk and, uh, and, and, and Seth Rollins? That was a, that was about the only good thing of this preview special that I watched last night to see him punk interview. I thought it was good. It was, you know, he, he confirmed something for us. He said stuff. Yes, he, he did. He said stuff. Uh, but the, the stuff with Rollins I thought was, was good. And it came off very, uh, I don't want to use the word likable. Cause I don't know if he was like going authentic is the word that I was kind of looking for there it came off like authentic of like i feel he feels this way but he was also just kind of setting up some stuff with with rollins as well which is which is good which is good uh in this in this manner um well i thought it was a good interview you know good that again that was about the only thing from that show that it was like oh this is actually worthwhile of checking out i was waiting for you know they, they had an interview with Cody, which was taped backstage at Raw at who knows what time. They had an interview with Heyman, which was taped backstage at some show like weeks ago. And they didn't ask about The Rock. Like, where are our journalistic principles here? 
that you didn't ask about The Rock in these interviews. Well, no, Jeremy, this is pro wrestling media. We don't ask these tough questions. We're not supposed to because we are we're influencers. We're not journalists. We are media personalities. Would we would we do an interview with Velveteen Dream? No. <laughs> no. <laughs> Absolutely. Do we get to ask anything and hold him accountable for that? bullshit that he put into the world earlier this week by the way okay i love i love how by the way has become the way that i segue into things the uh i'm very i'm very uh, understanding of myself um reflective anyway so i someone sent me the video okay when it dropped and i was like oh okay and then later in the day i'm like this should be lighting up my feed why isn't this lighting up my social feeds with like people making references to it. Jeremy, I muted that man, his name, his aliases, anything related. I muted a year ago easily. So anytime people want to mention his name, I ain't seen it. And the only reason that I saw it was because someone had tested Sean on the interview thing. And Sean had, you know, and I had to go back because it said this, this tweet contains words you've muted. And so I click it and it was Sean's tweet being like several media outlets have been, in, you know, asked if they want to interview the guy. And I was like, oh, okay. And that was that. And I've moved on. I watched it. I had no real takeaways other than it wasn't real. It wasn't authentic. It, it he, was, he was, I'm sorry for getting caught. Yes. Yeah for any type of record in case anyone cares. I, Sean has put it out there that I guess he was contacted. I was not contacted. Uh, Velveteen Dream did not ask to appear on In the Weeds. Um, I, I saw Malcolm tweet some stuff. Uh, I think Van Vliet did a Q&A for his latest podcast where he talked about, I've not listened to it. I, I will, will be honest with our audience for those that care um what we do the interview i know joel might have certain reservations i would do it as long as i know certain things can be asked he is wants to answer them i think malcolm said he didn't want to do it because he wasn't assured that something could be asked or be answered truthfully I'd assume we'd probably get that same thing. And I'd be like, all right, well then never mind. Uh, but that, that would be the only reason to do it. I don't really, in this case, I will say, because he put this video out and he's contacting media, do an interview, do an interview, do an interview. It feels like he wants to go on like an actual apology tour. And I don't want to be part of that at all. And that's why I would be way more hesitant than usual of like, Hey, if we get it offered Hulk Hogan, would we do it? Hogan, you know, wants to promote this, whatever, uh, the 40 year anniversary of Hulkamania. But yeah, but we're going to ask him about this for dream. It very much feels like I want to do apology tour. Let me go on all these shows and stuff. And I don't want to be part of that. So I would have to be assured. Yeah, this is going to get asked, you know, it's a live show. Not like you can edit any of this. It's not like you control any of this footage. You got to be okay with it being a live show. And if you're not tough shit, like, cause 
this is our show. This is how we do it. So, but we were not contacted, Joel. We're not big enough. We're we're too live. <laughs> and you know what? Again, I agree with everything you're saying. And it's not that I would be hesitant to do it. It is these the same assurances you would be after. I would also want. I would want to know that you know we're going to get truthful answers and that we're not just being used as pawns in an apology tour with empty platitudes because that's all it's been. It's just empty oh, and empty apologies, and there have been no attempts to to do better. Again, if you you want you want to you want to apologize, that's one thing. You want to tell me what you're apologizing for, to whom you're apologizing, and for what you've done, and how you are actively trying to do better and proving that you are different from the person that you were accused of being, then you better have those receipts and you better be ready to tell us and show us that you have changed. This feels like a guy who's just trying to (coughs) weasel his way back into a business that continually brings people back because they think, oh, he said he's sorry. That's good enough. Because for some reason, the logic of the the playground logic is good enough where if you hit someone and you're playing ball and the teacher says, say you're sorry. And you say, I'm sorry. That's good enough. Go back to play. We need to change that. And we need more people who are critically thinking about shit like this to take a step back. When you look at a video like this and say, what is he apologizing for? He's not apologizing for anything that he did. He's apologizing for getting caught. And I'm glad people pointed that out. And I hope more people point out shit like that when others try that shit. Because it's very clear that all he's trying to do is weasel his ass back into the business. And that is garbage. And no one should be okay with that. And no one should be hiring him. But unfortunately, a lot of the time we cover a business that's full of shitheads and full of people who are less than savory. So here we are. He'll go to Japan and he will. He absolutely <laughs> will. He will. And but again, and and, and this is the thing about um, I I can't speak to Japanese culture. I can only speak to what I've been told before. And if I'm wrong, then I'm wrong. And that's really that that the culture there is very much innocent until proven guilty, uh, like a hundred percent. And that's 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 their culture. And if that's that's the Japanese way, then I'm not going to fault their their way of life and if they're fine with letting people in you know that's that's their call it's not mine but i don't need to see him anywhere on television or anywhere on an apology tour because i just have zero that name will remain muted until drastic changes have come to his life and i don't see those at this point can't tell me you're matured when you haven't done shit don't tell me you've matured show me you've matured well, that's what it is with a lot of these people is, you know, some people are upset. No, I don't know, upset. Some people are remorseful, remorseful because they got caught and other people are remorseful because they actually did something wrong and understand that. And that's what's the, the big example of, of stuff is like Hogan and what he said. And then, the people who you would want to listen to in the situation all thought that stuff was hollow. And then other people who have said stuff, the people who you would listen to in that situation all said, no, he actually tried to better himself and understood his mistakes on this. So I don't think there's anything with 
Jay Briscoe, RIP, uh, would, would be, you know, he's, he said stuff. And then the people you want to listen to on the situation all said, no, Jay was actually remorseful and actually took action for what he said. And then again, other people just do it because they got caught. And let me now apologize because I got caught so I can remain a, a favorite of yours instead of actually doing any type of work. Yeah. Yeah. No interest, no, no wants, no need, but uh, here we are. <laughs> if we get contacted for this again, I, I, I hope our audience trusts enough that it, it's not going to be, Hey, just come on and you can say whatever you want. Yeah. Ain't no uh, partner. It, promo it won't be. And the then yeah. <laughs> <laughs> there ain't, ain't gonna be no partner promo <laughs> onto the face for this guy that's gonna be it's gonna be a very it would be a very different conversation than the ones we have with say ricky shane page right we had a very light and very very fun and insightful conversation with him uh but i don't need to confront him about stuff because there's nothing there to be confronted about we we did it last time he was with us we had a very good conversation about the phones and boxes. And I know that this is, this is different, but it's also just the, uh, the controversies of different wrestlers and what, what they deal with and the different things that blow up here and there. And again, not comparing what's going on with the you know, PC over there and, and Ricky. But my point is, when we do interviews, we are not afraid to have discussions about things that have been brought up and to have them seriously. Here we need the assurances that we would have those discussions and they would be serious. And I really doubt that there would be much levity chopping it up. He would try. Who knows? It just comes down to how the chat goes. Well, they're probably not going to contact us. Probably not. That is completely fine as well. I'm happy being a lighthearted show and not uh, having to to dive into this. I apologize that I, I took us on this topic I don't uh, mind it. It is funny because I said, you know, I didn't want, I, that's all I've got to say. Clearly I had more to say. Uh, so <laughs> thank you. <laughs> definitely <laughs> my soapbox. But I like these conversations because I think they're important. And I think that the more people listen to these types of chats, uh, the better it is. I'm, I've been thinking about this a lot lately and the creators that I listen to in the space, um, man, I listen to so many just diverse people and I'm talking different, different ethnicities, different skin colors, different, backgrounds, different lives, different genders, different non-genders, whatever you want. Those are the people I put most stake in are the ones who have had a story and aren't just, you know, sorry to say white bearded guys. <laughs> there are another white bearded guys. I want to hear about the people who, uh, who really have, who have a different take than what white bearded guys are saying. I understand the irony of two white bearded guys saying this on a podcast right now, but here we are. Yeah, I listened to Tyrus and Charlie Caruso this week, Joel. Take that. Doesn't get more diverse than that. That was awful. They interviewed Ric Flair. Yeah. That sounds like a trifecta of awful. <laughs> That's literally how I spent my January 1st. This is Did you get a raise? <sighs> Man, I need one after this week. Good Lord. Get us your super one. chats. We got a few minutes left here on the show. You want to let's preview SmackDown because that's tonight's Paul Ellering's in Vancouver. Jeremy Lambert's is he W insider said someone spotted him getting a coffee. Really? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> There's a belief that uh, that's coming. They're in Vancouver tonight. I mean, 
they've teased it. It's not like this is some big reveal or anything. They've certainly teased it enough to where if it happens, I, it, it makes sense. Yeah. I mean, I would do it now. Why not? It's, it's new year's res revolution, res resolution. Who do they go after though? Do they like attack Butch in, in, uh, Tyler Bate after they beat pretty deadly. Here comes old Carrie and cross with the authors to take them out. Probably take out Kevin Owens. <laughs> going after logan paul in that u.s title i don't know it could be could be that they take out uh styles and la Knight after wins the main event. Yeah, well that's kind of what they do uh roman reigns he's probably maybe, not maybe they don't even maybe they don't even attack anybody who's like listed on this show who's like just random person not not so much random but like who who is like somebody who can be on the show and do like a promo segment that I'm just not thinking of off the top of my head. And then Cross comes out and like gets them. Where's Ray? Ray's always getting Ray injured. Ray is injured, so that's not happening. Austin Theory and uh, and his partner. That makes some baby faces, though, if they attack Austin Theory. I don't Maybe think they, they are. Baby faces. There aren't that many baby faces on SmackDown, like uh, especially team-wise. LWO, Carlito's it, out there. I guess. Carlito just did something in NXT this week. Yeah. But, I, I mean, mean they I can go after the bloodline, I guess. No, uh, they ain't going after bloodline. I don't know. That's that. That's a three team right there of people that aren't going to face Karrion Cross. He goes after Roman. Grimes. Roman. Roman. Cameron Grimes actually makes some sense. Uh, Roman saw that. Saw that uh, hourglass when Cross returned. He's like, that don't work for me, brother. Nope. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, I don't know who we can go after. New Herpins. Cameron Grimes makes some sense. Grimes is like there oh. firing up the Canadian crowd. No, it's it's Lashley in the province because they're 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 slowly turning. Are they babies? They're they yeah because Bobby Lashley was getting those cheers during the U.S. title tournament. It yeah. feels like they're slowly trying to bring those back. AOP and Cross, it would be a thing. Giving this so much thought seems like a waste. Yes, it, it absolutely does. How dare you? This is what we Where? do. Carrying Cross and Authors of Pain, they've clearly put a lot of thoughts into this, and we should put a lot of thoughts into our booking of Carrying Cross and Authors Jared, of Pain. Hold on, let's be let's be honest here. They didn't put the Authors of Pain on the payroll and stash them away in God knows where Connecticut for a year, not to have this big, big, big plan where they're going to bring them back and they're going to win the undisputed tag titles and keep them uh, uh, on. I can't even get through it. You're right. Have you not listened to the King Cross promos where he has taken out Rey Mysterio and robbed him of his dignity? He has taken out Shinsuke Nakamura and robbed him of his pride. And he turned all of these men, uh, you know, into the, the selves that they did not want to be. This has been a long-term plan with Cross since returning AJ Styles. AJ Styles comes back. All of a sudden, he's all brooding and stuff. You know who did that to him? Karrion Cross, Rey Mysterio made him all made him doubt himself and who he trusts. Who did that to him? Karrion Cross, Shinsuke Nakamura. He had to spit the mist and do all this stuff. Who did that? Karrion Cross. Karrion Cross. Drew McIntyre. Drew McIntyre questioning everything he's ever thought of, everything he's ever believed in. Who did that to him? Karrion cross this is this has all been a long-term plan with carrion cross and if you can't see it if you can't see it then you need 
your eyes checked, and you need to look at the book that is written by the authors. The Fiend Carrion Cross. Anyway, Roman Reigns is on the show tonight. He returns live for New Year's resolution. So put up your ones and get ready for that. Uh, AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight. Yeah, they have a match. Hold for- on. We can't skip over Roman Reigns. Is he going to acknowledge? Is he going to acknowledge The Rock? Is he? What, what's, what's Roman going to retort here? He's got a, he's got, he's had a, you know what, you know what I ate? You know what I had at the head of my table on Christmas Eve? I ate bull testicles. Ooh. Awful. Yeah. Well, so was the head of the table line from raw. Nah, that was good. The crowd popped for that. That was good. They finally figured it out, but it was a 15 minute wait to get there. Like at your favorite restaurant on a Friday night. Rock was was building it up. It wasn't because he was like out of breath and everything. It was, it was it was building it up. I hope he ignores the rock. It's that he just like oh, I don't want to talk about no Brahma bull. That's old school. That's old. Nobody cares about that. No 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 no. Solo, go beat up the rock. Oh, talked about him. Yeah, it's gonna be like, yeah, you smell it. Yeah, you smell that. It smells like crap. That's basically it. You guys aren't giving Roman enough credit. No, listen, we can't all be seven bucks productions writing lines for the rock over here. Okay, Mr. Brian Gewurz. You guys are, are not giving Roman enough credit for how how good he is on the microphone, how good he sells this kind of stuff. I actually think Will is on the right track here. I said that. You didn't do it good enough, Joel. You didn't do a good enough job. <laughs> you didn't do a good enough job. Because then you were you were talking about everybody else. I think like Heyman brings it up. Hey man, and, and Roman's just like, eh, that dude, we ain't gonna see him again. Who cares? Who cares that I'm worried about that guy. And then he just moves on. I'm a, I Roman's gotta do something with it. it I, I I trust Roman Reigns. I trust that Roman Reigns is gonna gonna have a, a nice little like Roman Reigns like response. Will Chisholm says a super chat, and you can too until the end of the show in about five minutes. It says, do y'all think Andrade shows up tonight or at the Rumble surprise? P.S. They did the same with Bray when everybody hated Seth and had Bray turn him heel. Again, like I said, it's cross the fiend. Uh, Andrade tonight, I wouldn't hate it. I think we, we've kind of discovered that he would fit best on SmackDown, but I don't know with whom you'd put him unless you put him with the LWO, which kind of feels a little forced at this point. Do you know what killer spelled backwards is joel yes tjp did you see that shit he was the oswang yeah and yeah it sounded, it sounded like the ass wipe this was the opening match of wrestle kingdom and he comes out he you know he's he was in a casket because they lost the cat comes out to him, i'm like what what's happening this is spooky What's going on? The Oswong. It looked cool. Like I, I give him credit on that. I was like, oh, you know, like he put a lot of thought into this. I respect how much thought he put into that. I hope that Dylan Postal is taking notes right now and he is planning his new gimmick, the Oswoggle. <laughs> that worked. It popped you. We're moving on. AJ Styles, Randy Orton, and LA Knight in a triple threat. That Randy Orton will surely win to get Roman Reigns for the Royal Rumble. Am I right or am I wrong? 
Are we sure? We we might get the old gimmick of uh feels like a while since I've done this. Someone can correct me. The old gimmick of Solo and Jimmy come out and no it turns into a DQ and Roman's like, ah, guess I ain't gotta work, brother. And then old Aldous is like, Nope, now it's a four-way match. We haven't had that one in a while, I feel. Seems like a bad idea though. Eh, I'm just just I'm just letting everybody know. Just letting everybody know. Cody Rhodes comes out. I'm finishing the story first. Nah, man. Cody Cody bitched up on Raw. Didn't come out and confront Rock or anything. Rock did the whole America thing. Cody just stood back there. Because, no, because the thing is, they're they're running for different parties in 2028. They oh, still should have come out then. You all know because they they they, they still haven't. They, they got to. There's cohesion there. They got to work together if they're, you know, they're trying to go for their presidential bids. They Cody both had to get different the- ideas. Cody had to get some babyface heat back by sending the wrestling club to, to WrestleMania 40. It'd be like, oh, Almost. shit. Rock's got America. I got to get the wrestling club on my side. I wait, mean, till the I, Rock, wait till the Rock gets wind of the wrestling club. He sends And he sends the whole school, not just the club. He sends the whole damn school. He sends all of Brooklyn to WrestleMania. He, he gives them all trucks. Let all these middle schoolers drive. They all learn how to drive. That's the thing. You win the TWC, you win the world. It's just like the Iowa ballots that you win the TWC and that's it. The Rock's going to pay for all of their driver's ed classes and get them all new cars as well. He's like, if you guys get straight A's, I'm going to get you all into driver's ed and get you all new cars. Then they all get it. And then the Rock has to come back and can all he can do is pay for like, one driver's ed class and like one car rocks tots yeah <laughs> i see you all right we got a minute left i gotta get out of here kevin kevin owens and santos escobar for the u.s title uh and then logan paul is going to be on the show so i assume he'll get involved in the final of that kevin owens gonna win i s- maybe but it feels like that might be a mania thing but it also i don't think santos escobar and logan paul feels like a t- big match it not, it's a big match, but like that doesn't feel like a match. Uh, so it, yeah, it feels like Owens and 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 uh, Owens wins. Yeah, I do those ones, and then I do LA Knight and Logan Paul at uh, at WrestleMania. I think that'd be fun. Yeah, uh, and then the winner gets the Slim Jim card that they eventually find at the bottom of Lake Superior. Oh, they found that thing. Oh, they did find it. Good for Fast them. Fast Meat was the name <laughs> of that car. Like my wife calls me, me Jin takes on Eo Sky for the women's championship. Eo gets the win. We set up Eo versus who knows next, Bianca Belair. I don't know. Um, and then Butch has to find a partner in Tyler Bate. Is it gonna be Tyler Bate? I don't know. I don't necessarily think it's Tyler Bate. Maybe it's Charlie Dempsey on his way back from a excursion. Okay, I'm 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 mad at that. Okay. I wouldn't hate it, but I don't think it's going to happen. We'll see what happens. That's SmackDown tonight. It's going to be a fun show. Rampage is also a fun show that y'all are going to want to watch because it's a tight hour. It's good to go. Collision is on Saturday. A We're tight hour? Here. Yeah, it's a tight hour. Oh, it's the fastest okay. hour in television, as I've been told. Okay. I'd, anyway, right, let's, sure. let's get out of here. I'm on a, I'm on a tight budget here. Uh, did, do you want to plug anything before we talk about next week? Uh, watch the show next week. Yes, we'll have a guest on Monday morning from TNA. We have a Jody threat on Wednesday morning tentatively. That's the plan. Uh, Jody will be with us on Wednesday. We have another TNA guest on Monday. And then Friday, I will not be here. Odds are SB3 will be here because I will be. Really? Yeah, yeah. We talked about this. 
That's next. Friday. I don't remember. I'll be on a plane going to Las Vegas because it's hard to kill weekend. And it's also CES, but that's neither here nor there. Uh, Rob and Maggie are live at three o'clock here on the channel as always. And that's it. Come and check out the shorts. By the way, we have cookie guys been making some great shorts for us. The first one is dropped. What do you want? And then I can get out of here. It will not be SP three next week. On okay. Friday. <laughs> Okay, it won't be SP3. It'll be somebody else. Uh, or maybe no show. Who knows? Oh, oh it'll be Mickey. Mickey Mouse is going to join me on the show next week, everybody. Ha ha. All right. I am at Joel Verl, J-O-E-L-P-E-R-L. Have a good weekend, everybody. We'll see you on Monday. Take care. Cheers.